Hello! Welcome to episode 5 of BASE, Best Audition Season Ever. Today's episode is all about maintaining your health during audition season. We all know this time of year everyone is getting sick, everyone is tired, and everyone's getting a bit over it. It's hard to find the energy to keep going. Thankfully, amazing humans like Cora O'Neill exist to help us figure out how to stay healthy and fueled. Cora is a health coach with her own company, Unstuck Health. She was a guest on season one of TDQ, which if you haven't heard her episode, you should go check it out after this. I'm linking it in the show notes below. But for now, let's find out how to stay healthy during audition season. So Cora O'Neill, tell me one thing that you've eaten today that you really enjoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Olive oil. Oh, isn't, it's a weird thing to say. It's always olive oil, though, isn't it? It's so good. It. And I've been getting olive oil from this company, Casadrinos, I think they're called. Ooh. So, like, most olive oil in the U.S. Mm-hmm. is, like, old. Like, a couple years old. Ew. Most of it. Um, especially, like, if it's, oh, it's from Italy. It's been, right. it, it wasn't what's sold in Italy, and now it's here. Right. Um, and I've been buying my olive oil from this company, Casadrinos, and I got, like, a, a super great... Christmas sale. So nice. I got, I got a month's worth of olive oil for half off, which was cool. Um, it's delicious. Okay, well, and... linking them in the show notes, and we're all gonna go buy some olive oil. It's good. Um, yes. And I had that with sunchokes, which is a prebiotic food. Ooh, yum. And I put like salt on it, and just salt and olive oil on a carb- complex carbohydrate is the most delicious thing to me. It's all you need right now. Also, because it's winter, so. Well, I'm glad you've been enjoying your olive oil so much. I think you just converted an entire listenership to this brand of olive oil. And thank you so much for being here today to share some uh, audition health tips with us. Thank you for having me. And um, thank you listeners for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Always grateful for that. (laughs) Yes. So today we're going to talk about some ways to maintain your health during audition season, which can be a very tricky season in which to maintain your health, both mentally and physically. And I'd love to hear some of your thoughts, tips, tricks on what listeners should be thinking about. Oof, where to start? First off, I want to address that, and everyone's probably heard this before, audition season is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Absolutely. We are starting sometimes as early as January 5th. Right. And potentially going till what, April 29th, May. And that's a really, really long time to be going with very little sleep, uh, with late nights, early mornings, sitting in a holding room where you are just like comparing yourself to other people or just sitting in that scarcity mindset of fear and feeling like you're never going to book the job or feeling so desperate for needing things. Like those are heavy emotions and they take a toll on your body. Yes, I absolutely agree with you. Scarcity mindset is so real during audition season. And this is such a great way to start out addressing, you know, your mental health and your mindset. Absolutely taking care of that can increase your overall health and well-being so much. So, you know, you and I spoke about this earlier. Instead of a scarcity mindset, what do you prescribe? Abundance mindset. I love the word abundance. Yeah. It's delicious. It is. How do I want to start this off? Because I could go on a rant about society and how it pushes us into scarcity mindset because it actually like drives the economy and capitalism and all of those things, but you are enough. 
Yeah. What you bring to the table is enough and there's enough roles out there for everyone. It might not feel like it, but there are. There are enough jobs out there for everyone. There's enough money out there for everybody. Oh, yes. Um, you just have to trust in your own ability to run the marathon, not the sprint. Yes. And it, like, it can be yours. Yes. I mean, especially in audition season, I feel like it should actually be a little bit easier to adopt an abundance mindset because there's so many auditions happening. Exactly. The proof is in the pudding. Yes. Every single day on Playbill and backstage and Actors Access, wherever you're looking, there are tons of things being posted. Yes, exactly. Like, and especially because it's not off season. Like right. when we're when we're in off season, it's like there's there's no auditions. There's mm-hmm. nothing for me to go in for. There's no job for me right now. It's like of course because it's there's no jobs being offered right now. It's not audition season. And now is the time when there's an abundance of opportunities. Yes. And I think. I think actually what ends up happening is some people get overwhelmed by the abundance of opportunities mm-hmm. and then they flip into scarcity because yeah. they're afraid of the overwhelm. Absolutely. That's a really astute observation. I think it's sometimes easier. We all know people like this who just love to complain in any situation. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and I think in some ways it's easier to allow yourself to almost be angry about the number of opportunities that there are and just decide that you're not, none of them are going to be available to you. Yes. And also I think it, that also stems from believing that you're not enough. Yes. So like there are so many opportunities for you to have a job, but if you don't think that your skill set is enough or that your connections aren't enough or the way you present isn't enough, then you are going to look for reasons in the abundance of opportunities for jobs to support your own idea of yourself. Absolutely. So are there ways that you, or things that you practice to cultivate an abundance mindset? Gratitude is one of the best ways that I know of so far. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still looking for other methods because it is so important to cultivate an abundance mindset, but gratitude is so helpful. Being thankful for what you already have and even thankful for things that you know are going to come your way. Mm -hmm. I actually prescribe, (laughs) without a prescription pad, but I prescribe um, (laughs) to some of my clients a gratitude practice And I use the rule of write five things you're grateful for Mm -hmm. either every morning, every night, just put it into your routine. And if you can't think of anything in the positive directive, so like if you're making negative statements like, I'm really glad that I am not that fat, or I'm really (laughs) glad that I'm not as sick as I was yesterday. Yeah. If you're focusing, if you're using gratitude to focus on the negative aspects, then you're not being grateful, you need to focus on a positive directive. So I'm really grateful that, or just I'm grateful to be able to audition today. I'm grateful that I get to sing for a room of people who love theater as much as I do. Yeah. I'm grateful that I get to connect with um, my community in this holding room because we're all here for the same thing. We love the same thing. Exactly. I think that's such a great tangible way to go about it. This year, I've started using the five-minute journal, which um, includes a gratitude section. And I just recently found out they have an app. So if that is of any interest to anyone, I'll link it in the show notes. But otherwise, obviously, you don't need any framework like that. You can just journal on your own. But if having something like that is helpful to you, I'll have that in the show notes. Or even just thinking the things in your head. Yes. And something I I didn't finish my thought because I got 
sidetracked by my own speech. If you can only think of things in the negative directive, don't write five things, write 10 things. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I love that. So as far as physical health goes, what are some things that come up for you on ways to maintain your health, both in the winter time, which can be a time where a lot of people get sick, when you're constantly putting yourself under stress during audition season, what are some things that you can think of that people can work on? Yeah, you're definitely going to be dealing, we're all dealing Mm -hmm. with how our bodies deal with stress, how our bodies manifest stress and how much stress we can fit in our stress bucket. Yes. And what I always think of immediately when it comes to audition season, sleep. Yes. And how much sleep and how much sleep we don't get. Yes. Um, Especially folks who are supporting their audition season lifestyle by working late hours Mm -hmm. to especially then if they go and wake up really early to audition, you're not getting enough sleep. And let me break this down a little bit. When we sleep, there are three stages of sleep. We have REM sleep, deep sleep and light sleep. Light sleep is what you get when you're not actually sleeping. That's like garbage sleep. They haven't found <laughs> they haven't found a, a a reason that we have it yet, a, a use for it. So like if you take melatonin mm-hmm. and you go to sleep, you're only getting light sleep. Wow. Yeah, it's really hard to use sleep inducers and then get good sleep. You normally just get light sleep. So that's why we wake up groggy, why we're still tired, why we're not rested for the day, because we only got light sleep. Then the other two forms of sleep, REM sleep and deep sleep. Deep sleep we get in the first half of the night, Mm -hmm. um, and it's when your body gets cleaned out and repaired and healed. Like if you are a dancer and you hit Uh four dance calls the day before and your body is just sore, you will probably get like three hours of deep sleep um, because your body needs to heal and repair from everything that happened and it has to clean out all the the toxins and all the gunk that built up throughout the day especially if you're not eating in alignment with what your body needs yeah and then the third form of sleep or the second form of good sleep is REM sleep and we get that in the second half (laughs) of our night so if you're someone who needs nine hours of sleep and you're getting four you are getting no REM sleep wow and REM sleep is what you need to do all of the healing and repairing for your brain yeah so if you don't get enough sleep and then you go into an audition the next day and you are panicked you are you're scatterbrained and you like you don't even know if you brought both of your shoes right (laughs) like it's can't remember your lyrics exactly it's oh yes especially Mm -hmm. it's that kind of day you won't be able to handle mental stress very well you'll be in a fog you'll it'll be one of those situations where you say thanks you too when somebody (laughs) says what's your name (laughs) right (laughs) it creates like it creates that sort of brain situation yeah and it's all fixable by getting enough sleep but during audition season we don't all have that luxury yeah so I, I just want listeners to bear in mind, like, prioritize sleep if you can. Right. And if you can't, one, go easy on yourself because it takes four to seven days to uh, recover from one bad night's sleep. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're getting too little sleep for five days in a row, you need, like, a good 
I can't do math, but a long time. Yeah. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> two yeah. weeks to recover from that one week. Wow. So go easy on yourself because you're not going to be able to handle stress at the level you expect yourself to. Yeah. And that you need to in audition season. Mm-hmm. I remember when I worked at a restaurant, one thing that was difficult for me is I would come home after my shift knowing I had an audition the next morning or I was going to an open call or whatever it may be. And I would have trouble winding down. Mm. Is there anything that you recommend that people do like from the time you get off work to the time their head hits the pillow? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The most easiest thing to do is you get a pair of blue blockers. Yes. They are glasses that will block blue light. Mm -hmm. Um, There's two types. There's a yellow shade. They're yellow tinted glasses. And by tint, I mean they are pure yellow. Okay. Or red tinted glasses, which by tint, I mean they are purely red. Mm-hmm. When you have prescription glasses and it's like, they filter out some blue light from your computer, they're filtering out 10% of blue light. Sure. And you want to block out 100%. Okay, wow. Yeah. They're, they can be super cheap because mm-hmm. you can just get a pair of like cheapo red shades off Amazon for like five bucks. Yeah. But it makes a world of difference if you are getting home really late because blue blockers block blue light, which blue light halts the production of melatonin, Mm. which is the sleep hormone. Right. So we were going about a late night working and like hitting the subway and looking at street lamps and cars and just walking through midtown with all the signs going around. Right. It is, it looks like daylight to our eyes. Yeah. Our eyes are like, oh, there's a lot of blue light. The sun must be out. It's not time for bed. What are you talking about? So then we get home. We're wired but tired because Mm -hmm. stress and the lights, all of those things. So if you get a pair of blue blockers, um, you slip those on when you're like, cool, I'm going home now. I've got 30 minutes, an hour commute to get home. Right. You put those on and your body starts to understand it's nighttime. Great. We can we can start producing melatonin now. That way when you get home, you can unpack your bag, maybe eat food. I don't recommend eating food that close to bed and go to sleep. If you do need to eat when you get home, is there anything? Because I mean, oftentimes I remember from my restaurant yeah. days, you would have dinner at like 3.30 or 4 Mm -hmm. and like by midnight like you're quite hungry. Yeah. Is there anything that's like a lesser evil that you would recommend? Eating a small meal. I also, I do that all the time as well. It gets, it's hard living in New York City. Um, But eating a smaller meal for sure. Something like a couple spoonfuls of peanut butter. Mm -hmm. Definitely nothing with sugar and something that's heavy in protein is going to take a very long time for your digestive tract to break down. Uh-huh. So that's also not the best thing. It's like something on the lighter, smaller side. Yeah. And especially if you ate more, say for breakfast, mm-hmm. and your last meal was at three and it's 11 o'clock at night and you're just getting home, two scoops of peanut butter and you will be before bed. Uh-huh. And when you wake up, you will be very hungry for breakfast. You can have another huge meal sure. and you'll probably sleep really well because that amount of carbohydrates and fats, um, just being two scoops of peanut butter, um, are going to feed your brain while you're sleeping instead of your brain starving for energy because you haven't eaten anything. Right. So the protein in peanut butter isn't too much? It's not too much. Okay. Yeah. There's more carbs and fats in peanut butter. Yeah. That's a great suggestion. Thank you. So another reason that I think sleep is probably so important and like the main reason that it's so important is it helps us cope with and counteract stress. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Could you talk a little bit about other ways to lower our stress levels and, you know, our relationship with our parasympathetic nervous system (laughs) and all of these wonderful things that tend to come up during audition season? Yeah. Well, when it comes to the parasympathetic nervous system for theater makers especially look at Andrew Byrne Mm -hmm. and all of his work I will Um, link him in the show notes if you don't know him already he is absolutely brilliant when it comes to this yeah he's basically a neuroscientist without the certification (laughs) without the actual like university study but he goes to the conferences all the time about this stuff anyway he's all about reframing performers into athletes yes because us going into an audition is a high stakes Mm -hmm. situation it's high stress we are being asked to perform in a relaxed state in a very high stressed situation yes so his all of his work is little neurological tips and tricks and hacks Mm -hmm. to push you out of the sympathetic nervous system aka fight or flight and Mm -hmm. into the parasympathetic nervous system which is when we're chilled everything's fine we can hit the high note where body isn't freaking out because we're it thinks we're running from the tiger like everything's fine and that's that's everything that he does and it's amazing great yeah that's such a great resource and i'll definitely link him below and then as far as something i know that a lot of people worry about this time of year is getting sick Mm -hmm. and i know that sleep obviously can really help with that lowering your stress levels can really help with that But is there anything where if somebody listening is maybe starting to feel like they might be coming down with something, is there anything you recommend? (laughs) You mean everyone probably right now? (laughs) Yeah. When it comes to... Anytime we're talking about audition season, a good methodology you're looking for is prehab instead of rehab. Mm -hmm. So being proactive about getting enough sleep, being proactive about eating good food, being proactive about your parasympathetic nervous system by maybe taking CBD supplements. Yeah. Which, by the way, is uh, a proven supplement that pushes your body out of fight or flight and into the parasympathetic nervous system. The trick with CBD oil, though, is that because it is counteracting your stress, you don't know exactly what it's going to do. It might make you sleep more, or it might take away your anxiety. Or, in my case, it took away my brain fog. You don't know until you take it. Sure. Some people don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. But also, maybe they weren't stressed that day. Yeah. Or maybe it's doing something internally. Like, they don't have um, an inflamed gut anymore. Or sure. um, maybe their sinuses cleared up. Yeah. Something random. Um, and, I mean, once you start to feel sick the best thing to do is to start taking anti-inflammatory hacks, medicinal hacks, ginger, lemon, turmeric, all of those things that are going to push down your inflammatory response. Um, An inflammatory response is your immune system reacting to a foreign anything and saying, this is a danger, we need to attack this. Right. So taking the anti-inflammatory foods are going to squash down your inflammatory response to normal stressors Mm -hmm. like the pollution we come in contact with living in new york city not getting enough sleep eating foods that your body doesn't wholly agree with um, that mean thing that girl said right (laughs) it's going to calm down the inflammation that is just naturally going to come up in our bodies that way when you do come in contact with a virus or a bug your immune system will be able to focus more energy onto fighting that pathogen Yeah, that makes total sense. And I also love what you said about 
you know, even if you don't necessarily feel like you're under a lot of stress, which a lot of us do actively feel like we're under stress, Mm -hmm. especially during audition season. But on top of just the stress of audition season, there's so much stress in our lives from just living in New York. Yeah. And like where audition season is. Oh, yeah. I mean, just going into Manhattan alone, like not even if you're going into Midtown, just going into Manhattan, you are being bombarded with the stuff that they sprayed on the sidewalks and the um, smog that's hanging in the air that you can see from the city from a mile away. It's like a bubble over New York. You're getting bombarded with just those chemicals alone, let alone um, all of the constant stimulus from the cars and the people Mm -hmm. and trying to get to where you need to go with um, a winding path that is very unclear um, around that one slow subway walker on the stairwell when your train is coming. Mm -hmm. It's it's nonstop stress. The the lights, I even think the overhead lights flicker subtly and that is very stressful on our eyesight, which is stressful on the rest of our body because our eyes take in 80% of um, our sensory data. Right. I mean, all the more reason to implement some things that might counteract some of this stress. And which brings me to eating well. Are Mm. there any particular foods that you would recommend that anyone listening might incorporate into their diet? Anything to avoid? I don't want to say avoid things because Mm -hmm. especially if you are trying to manage, just manage, um, saying, no, I can't have that can be very stressful and detrimental. But I would say try to incorporate far more foods high in antioxidants, which would be dark leafy greens, green vegetables, and purple foods. We love purple. (laughs) Um, So that'd be like blueberries, purple cabbage, blackberries, and even purple string beans. Like there's a lot of purple foods out there. And they're purple because they're high in antioxidants. Yeah. And just in case you don't know what an antioxidant is, it is is small molecules that when they enter our body, they help us fight manifestations of stress. I mean, that sounds great to me. Like, you've convinced me. I'm like, get me some purple foods and some dark leafy greens. I am ready. Where's my blueberry kale smoothie? Let's do this. Yes. Oh, but uh, when it comes, yeah, when it comes to um, kale and spinach, Uh which is like the two big dark leafy greens everybody wants to eat, they actually contain a lot of anti-nutrients. What's that? Yeah. Um, They are nutrients that will uh, suck out the nutrients. So, like, there's nutrients in kale and spinach, just as there's nutrients in all dark leafy greens. But there are anti-nutrients in that plant that will basically take away all of the nutrients that we're digesting. Yeah, it's crazy. But that only applies to raw kale and spinach. Okay. So if you steam it, cook it first, Mm -hmm. you're fine. Okay, good, because I do usually cook it, but I was going to say I feel very betrayed by kale right now, (laughs) but I feel a little better because I do typically cook it. Yeah. These are all such great tips. Thank you so much. I feel like this is already so much tangible advice, and it's a topic that is, you know, widespread Mm -hmm. really all year round. Self-care is really um, at the forefront of the zeitgeist right now, which Mm -hmm. I'm actually really grateful for, but I also feel like oftentimes it's no one really knows what it means. Yeah. An example I often use is like a manicure, which like, yeah, it's totally fun and can be a form of self-care. But like, as far as things that are really going to like help you cope with stress and really help you feel better and just be your best self, I think a lot of the things that you outlined are such great examples. So I'd love to end with 
a challenge for our listeners mm. today. What are one or a few things that you might recommend anyone listening start with? I want to post two. Well, since we started off talking about being overwhelmed, mm-hmm. pick one thing that we just discussed and focus on that. Make it your theme for the week. Mm-hmm. This week, I'm going to eat dark leafy greens. This week, I'm going to get nine hours of sleep, even if that means taking a nap. Mm-hmm. Just focus on one thing if you're feeling overwhelmed. Right. That's okay. You're allowed to feel overwhelmed. Yes. You're allowed to be overwhelmed by the abundance. Yes. Because that's also what we're offering you here. Yes. And audition season is also offering you abundance. The second thing would be to do a gratitude practice to fully acknowledge that you're in abundance, that you're not living in scarcity, that you are enough, that what you're trying to do is enough and that what you want is enough. There is enough of what you want for you. So yeah, that would look like writing down, writing down or thinking, you don't even have to write it down, five things that you're grateful for. And if you can't think of five things in the positive directive, think of 10. I love that so much. Those are such great starting points. I'm sure every listener is about to run out and get some antioxidant-rich foods and get themselves a journal to write down some gratitude. And I just really appreciate you taking the time to share with our listeners and make a contribution towards this being the best audition season ever. Well, I'm so happy to help. I really want this information out there because I want you all to live in the same abundance I live in. Yes. What a great purpose. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. You're a pair of blue light blockers, a spoonful of peanut butter, and some antioxidant-rich foods away from perfect health. Obviously, I'm kidding. But if you're interested in learning more about your health, definitely check out Cora's health coaching website, which I'm linking in the show notes. I hope this episode was helpful to you because taking care of yourself is vital when trying to create change. I hope you'll take Cora up on this week's challenges. And when you do, that you'll post about it on Instagram and tag at the dreaded question and hashtag base. Share this episode with your friends so that together we can make this the best audition season ever.